Welcome to Disruption Blueprint with Shannon Spotswood from RFG Advisory. In this podcast, we help advisors grow their net worth, build their businesses, and maximize their independence. We've built an award-winning platform with innovative technology, comprehensive service, and a team of individuals who are experts in their field to serve advisors. Join us for this journey where we explore everything that has to do with running an independent advisor practice as we bring together successful advisors, industry experts, and innovative minds who are on the bleeding edge to challenge the status quo, foster new ideas, and create a path for advisors to unleash their growth potential. Now, on to the show. Disruption Blueprint was previously known as War Room Huddle. Please continue to enjoy this content as you build your practice for the future. Welcome to War Room Huddle, Captiva style. I am joined today by Steve Spath, founder, CEO of River Oak Asset Advisory. Welcome. Thank you. Couldn't be happier to be here. Beautiful day. This is your first RFG retreat. What do you think? Really blown away. This has been great. A lot of energy here, a lot of great people, and uh, having a great time so far. We're only 24 hours in, so... Yeah. It's a little different than yeah. your ordinary conference. Absolutely. Absolutely. After this, we have cabana time. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to that. <laughs> you know, that actually came from a um, a conversation that Christy and I had about, like, what do you hate about conferences? Yep. And what do you wish you got to do more of? And I, in a former life, used to play golf. And I was like, you know what? I just don't want to spend that much time out on a golf course. What I really want to do is go sit on the beach and have an ice cold beer. And, and read you know, a book. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So thus, our favorite activity was born, cabana time. Love it. <laughs> All right. So first off, yep. you're a fifth generation. Is it a Cincinnatian? Yeah, I guess it's that. Cincinnatian? Yeah, yeah, okay. Cincinnatian. Um, I mean, you had an unbelievable year. How fired up were you for the Super Bowl? Well, I'm a long-suffering fan, and anybody that follows Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals or Cincinnati sports in general knows that the, the rug gets pulled out from under us at some point in time. And I, I, I think back to when I was a kid, my grandpa, who lived with us, had season tickets. Um, he and my dad went to most of the games. Uh, my mom will tell you I cried myself to sleep the night we lost the first Super Bowl. I was in the fourth grade. They let me stay up, and it was horrible. Joe Montana. Slept with your jersey. Yeah, Joe Montana comes back in the last two minutes and crushes all our dreams. Um, and so I'm a long-suffering fan, and I've tried to disconnect myself emotionally from that team for the last 10 years because it just ruins Sundays. But this year, I'm telling you. So sweet. So exciting in the city. And, you know, every game you keep waiting for something to go wrong. And when we won our first playoff game in 25 years, from that point on, it was house money. So it was enjoyable. Even though we didn't win the big game, it was was an exciting journey. So, yeah, a lot of fun. I mean, when I uh, came to visit you, that was my first time to Cincinnati. And I swear, like, I'm Birmingham's biggest cheerleader. But Cincinnati might be my number two town (laughs) that I'm, like, your biggest cheerleader. It is such a cool town. I love it. Love it there, yeah. I mean, it gets overlooked. It is really a neat place. It absolutely does. And was hands down, I decided, I, I, I reflected on this at the end of the year, it was my best meal of 2021. I mean, you have to admit, that was, was It was a fantastic meal, but I've, I've been there before, so it wasn't as... And I think part of that was it was pandemic-y still, and yeah. it was like the first meal that I had where yeah. it was like bumping restaurant and like white tablecloths yeah. and waiters and tuxedos that are professionals. It was Crowded. It was so fun. fun. Can't wait to come back. Looking forward to it. All right. So I'm just going to jump right in. Um, I think you have one of the most powerful stories of independence. 
And, you know, as I mentioned, you founded your own firm, you're the CEO and founder of that. And prior to founding your own firm, you built a billion dollar business within the Wirehouse channel. From the outside perspective looking in, that is the pinnacle of success. Like that is, there is no, there is no higher air to breathe. And yet you found yourself now, I think we're eight months into independence. Ten. Ten months in. Okay, ten months into independence. Time is flying. Oh my goodness. Ten months into independence, living a life that is more fulfilled, that is more intentional, that is really... I feel, and I only know you independent in, in the in the context of independence, but is so you. Well, you know, I, let me let me just clarify a little bit on the on my prior business. You know, I had great partners, I had a fantastic team, and I had a lot of help along the way from people past and present. So nobody builds a business by nobody. themselves to that to that degree. I was a, I was a part of it. I was a key part of it. Um, but yeah, very successful business and, um, great years. I'm 28 years in the business right now, but I'll tell you, uh, over the, over the years, I always tried to imagine myself as being the owner of, of my practice, you know, along with my partners, the owner of the practice. And they always preach to us at the wirehouses to behave like a, uh, like an owner. And if you think about it, they take over 50% of the revenues that I generate. Does that make me the owner or does that make them the owner? And I always treated my clients and thought of my clients as my clients. But if you leave, guess what? The firm thinks that they're their clients Mm -hmm. and they're going to fight you tooth and nail. So the reality is despite whatever freedom you may think you have or feel, it truly isn't there. And it's taken me several months to get this perspective and to attain sort of a level of satisfaction or peace with the fact that these clients are my clients. This is my business. Nobody can take it from me. I decide where every dollar of revenue goes. And I think advisors by their nature are control freaks, period. (laughs) And I like to have that control over every aspect of it. And previously, if I brought in a new client, just kind of got lost in the shuffle of this firm atmosphere and now it really means a lot and that's that's exciting for me so it's 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 appreciation for and satisfaction with where I'm at and what I have but it's also a new level of excitement for what can be achieved and what I could possibly do in the future so yeah it's been a it's it's been a heck of a journey here over the last uh, 10 months I told you I was gonna like get personal with this one because I want to keep digging on this Um, because it's, it's meant more like I, I loved it when you talked about like each new client, you know, it matters like each win matters because you know, we can, we can relate to that. Um, as you scale businesses, like, do you lose that connection with the thrill of that win? But it's been so much more, it's meant so much more to your family. So talk about like, how you were spending your time and now how you're spending your time? That's a good question. Admittedly, over the years, there's a lot of FaceTime spent in the office. And when you're early in your career, that FaceTime is there because you're trying to impress management. I'm here. I'm still here. It's 8 o'clock at night. I'm still here. You know, it's, it's, and then as time progresses, 
then you're kind of accountable to your partners and your coworkers, and it's you know who's going to leave first, and I don't know, it's 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 an odd dynamic. And what I find now that I'm out of that environment and I'm my own boss, my time is very intentional. And when I'm working, I am working. I am not spending FaceTime on my own business, for heaven's sake. It's <laughs> senseless, right? Everything I do has intent behind it. Whether it's going to you know trivia night at the local bar where we're making new friends and meeting new people, or you know, would it be going to golf, uh, playing golf with, with clients or friends or something? It all it all could add to my business. Um, so yeah, I just approach things differently. What has your wife thought of the journey of independence? Um, you know, admittedly anxious at first. I mean, you kind of... She wouldn't be human if she... No. I mean, there's, there's it's a, a great leap. There's a security blanket yeah. there when you're wrapped in the arms of a big firm. And they make you feel like there's no better way. Um, but she's joined me on this and uh, very excited about it. Has been very supportive. And there's a possibility that she actually joins me working with me at some point in time down the road. So she's been excited about it. I, and on a personal note, I think our relationship has, has, has deepened, has grown during this process, um, spending more time together. And it's helped me appreciate every aspect of my life, not just my business. So she was interesting at, at dinner where she was just talking about how, like she had got to this point where it was just like you had this job and you went off and it was just like there was so much momentum around all of that and that she was kind of wrapped up in in that and taking care of three kids and yep. no one was really stopping to say like why are we doing this like wh- are we on a race to nowhere and now all of a sudden it's like you know we're going to talk a little bit later about some you know some dreams that you have for building your practice yeah. where now you have like control over these levers of this you know and uh, as you know, from minute one that I've met you, I'm like, you want to build another billion-dollar team? I know. You keep saying that. but that's <laughs> <laughs> At 50 years old, I don't know if I have that level of energy, but um, no. But it, your kids might. It, it's a good point. It's a good point. I've got family that are in the business or interested in the business, so we'll see. But um, no, you, you're right. We were kind of, you know, perhaps the focus wasn't on the right things at all times, being caught up in that world. And it's it's caused both of us to step back and really reflect on what's important and uh, enjoy what we got rather than striving for the next thing. Right. Why don't we enjoy the thing we have or all the things we have? And and that's been a fun process. I think it's one of the most exciting, you know, it sits at the core of, of the platform that we've built at RFG is helping advisors build enterprise value on their own personal balance sheet. And that as a concept to me is so motivating because we started talking about in these wirehouses, like, well, is it really my business? Are they really my clients? Like, what happens when I decide to retire? Like, what's there? Whereas this, literally, we could go every single year if you wanted to. 1231, where is your business? Let's do back of the envelope valuation on what this works. That is on your personal balance sheet. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's exciting. Well, and it certainly gets you out of bed in the morning. Yeah, you're right about that. (laughs) Yeah, it's, again, I don't have an I, I don't have a, a team to go to or people that are holding me accountable to get out of bed in the morning. So I'm holding myself accountable, but I have a much higher level of motivation. So it is there's great reason to get out. Of bed. Well, and it was funny, you know, today with Dom Rosso, yeah. he was talking about good reps. Yep. And how if you aren't holding yourself personally accountable, you're getting in a bad rep. Yeah. And I'll, I mean, 
I have like my guarantee and really the only guarantee for me to have a bad day is when I blow off my workout and I'm just decide, I wake up that morning and I'm like, I'm too tired. Like wham, baby. Like I get in that bad rep the rest of the day because I spend the entire day being so disappointed in myself. Like I set out to do this. I didn't do it. I'm the only, the only person who's upset about that is me. No one else cares. No one else cares. (laughs) No one else cares. But it's, you know, having that, like, when you are your own boss, Mm -hmm. you're only, I mean, you're accountable to your clients, but really, you're ultimately only accountable to yourself. Yeah. But, you know, I have my task list every day, and the clients I intend to call, and the clients I intend to arrange a meeting with, and the people's portfolios I need to review, and nobody knows whether or not I'm doing that. (laughs) But if I don't do it, I feel awful. I I, I have to. I absolutely have to get it done. And, uh yeah, there's a, just a higher level of accountability. One thing that I think is always, you know, I love the anniversary, the one-year anniversary mark of independence, because we we really try and be realists about it, not sugarcoat. Like, it is a journey. Like, you have to learn how to restructure your day. Yep. You have to learn how to work in a different, you know, tech ecosystem. You have to, you know, we had an advisor the other day, you know, saying to Bobby, like, I'm going out to play tennis. Is it okay if I go out to play tennis? Like, he kind of caught himself. And we're like, of course, like, you should be playing tennis. Exactly. But he's been in a wirehouse environment for 30 years. Yeah. No, I'm same And same so story. It, it is a journey. Like, you have to kind of give yourself a little bit of grace that on mm-hmm. day one of independence is going to look very different than day 365. Absolutely. No question about it. You, you just got to retrain yourself. Are you an advisor looking to make the move to independence? RFG Advisory is an innovator in the wealth management industry with a winning culture and a fully integrated tech platform designed to help advisors take their practice to the next level. Let us get to know you at rfgadvisory.com. All right, so looking out, um, you know, we've started talking a little bit about, you know, we're going we're gonna to do some cool stuff tomorrow on branding and marketing. Yeah. Y- you've got such a bright future in doing that. But w- something that really, like, got your wheels turning, you know, because of your generational connection to Cincinnati is, you know, thinking about buying an old house yeah. and, and renovating it. And you do a lot of, you know, project-based yeah. work. You love to do that. Um, you have, you know, kids that are in college that are interested in, in the business that maybe might want to join your firm, like sitting here 10 months into independence. And I don't want to go five years out. I want to go three years out. Like, where do you see yourself in three years? You know, you, you talk about the building and right now I'm working from home and it's working out perfectly fine. I think one thing we learned through the pandemic uh, the great big office building with all the big conference rooms really are not necessary. Uh, clients, li- clients like to be met where they're at, whether it's at a restaurant that they enjoy or their club or their house. So that, that's going along fine. But as the business grows, I, I am going to need a base of operations at some point. And you, know, you talk about the old building and me renovating it. I am pretty handy. Um, love woodworking, and I could do a lot of that work myself. But you know, that, to me, that would be another reflection of independence, Versus the cookie cutter office where everyone has the exact same desk and the exact same credenza. And the only difference is that some offices are a little bigger than others (laughs) because of production levels, right? (laughs) And people are measuring offices to make sure they're in the right sized one. 
Um, is that a thing? Yes. Come on. No, they count the ceiling tiles. And, this, and <laughs> hey, he's got 14 ceiling tiles wide. Mine's only 12, and I do more business than him. So, I, you know, I'm dead. I am not kidding you. Um, I can't. That's like <laughs> I'm telling you. But the idea of, you know, taking an old building, turning it into something unique, something that represents, you know, my business and is comfortable setting for my clients and would be unique, yeah, that's just another aspect of independence, right? Yeah. Um, my son is, uh, he's a finance major at Miami. I mean, he's 19, so right. who knows, right? He's going to have to prove himself out in the world before he would ever join me. I've got a brother that's been in the business for a long time. I've got a lot of friends. I've been in, the, I've been in this town doing this for 28 years. <laughs> I know a lot of people, and who knows? I may have partners here before too long. I've, I've have regular breakfasts with other RIAs and talk about what we're doing here and the advantages here, and, and uh, you know, I, I don't know where it's going to be, but it's going to be in a bigger place than it is now. So it was so fun, and I have to be honest, I kind of like pushed you a little bit into the deep end when you had your bourbon tasting at the lake party. (laughs) And I talked to you afterwards, and you were so energized by this, like, you know, what in your former life would have seemed like kind of a harebrained idea. Perhaps so, yeah. (laughs) But it it was, uh, so yeah, we've... We're fortunate enough and blessed to be in the position to have, have built a uh, built a house on a lake uh, within an hour and a half of our house in Cincinnati. It's down in Kentucky. And if you know anything about Kentucky, bourbon <laughs> is a pretty big part of being in Kentucky. And I, I made a friend with a guy who's an executive bourbon steward, so it's a technical title in that in that world, and, and he knows his stuff. So around Christmas time, he came to my, my pole barn, um, which – now, if you don't know what a pole barn is, we won't get into it right now. But <laughs> you need to come to Kentucky. Uh, yeah, it's get uh, educated. It's a uh, well decorated pole barn. Uh-huh. It's a pretty good bar, actually. And uh, we had about shoot, we had 40, 45 people in there, and just had a great time. And you know, I did, I did a couple minutes on what I'm doing and where I'm at, and I've made a lot of connections through that. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. We got to get the next one scheduled. Uh, it, it it is. It's next year again. Okay. Yeah. We, uh, we, we might need one more event. I want to get up there. I need an excuse. We'll find a warm weather event here. Yeah, we need yeah. a warm weather event. I <laughs> yep. do love bourbon. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we'll do like warm weather bourbon cocktails as opposed to we the old-fashioned. We could do that. Maybe combine it with some sort of aspect of fishing. We yes. Get some of the, the fishermen on the lake that are really good. Maybe just do some demonstrations. I mean, let's, let's talk about that a little bit because, y- you know, when you've built a business with your partners as you, you're, you know, that was so large. Mm-hmm. The business is just kind of coming in the door. Oh, yeah. It's just coming in. And now you're like intentionally prospecting. Yes. And that's something that you really hadn't done. In a long time. In a long time. In a long time. It's, it's a different way of approaching things, but it also gives you the ability to be selective. Not that we couldn't be at the firm, but it, it you don't turn people away necessarily if they're friends or relatives of existing clients. But I know the type of client. I'm doing this long enough, I know who I, I work well with. And I know yeah. who I want to work with. And so I can target that and, and actively go after the, that type of client. How comfortable are you getting with this concept of kind of what I call passion prospecting? Whether it's, you know, fishing or bourbon events or really kind of letting, you know, that's, that's to me, and I love this, you've got one of the best websites. I mean, your logo is gorgeous. Your website's gorgeous. Your video is amazing. But I remember when we first sat down and started talking about that video and, and I was telling you, I'm like, we want to hear your story. Like you've got to be really like allow everyone to know who you are and your history. And you're like, I, this is not the story I'm used to telling. Yeah. And now, you know, I feel like 
one, it's so native. You're so good at it. It's so native to you. But now as you kind of think about the next years of prospecting and allowing your passions to really merge with mm-hmm. your clients and building this, yeah. like, what does that look like for you? How can you see yourself spending time? Well, I, you know, best relationships come from that type of prospecting. The best relationships are born of common interests, uh, common backgrounds, common ways of viewing the world. I mean, I, I don't have a bunch of clients that disagree with everything I see and, every, and, and do things that are completely opposite of what I do. That's not the way it works. And so if I'm comfortable and doing things that I enjoy doing and the people that are doing them with me would be people that would be appropriate clients, right? Yeah. And I, I fish. My wife is an avid fisherman. My son is a fantastic bass fisherman. I lose interest after a little yeah. while, but there's plenty of people around the lake that fish that I'm friends with. That's an enjoyable aspect of things. I prefer to float around on the pontoon and get a few folks on there. And uh, It's like cabana time. It is like cabana time. <laughs> Throw the cooler on there, uh, go five miles an hour, and have ten people on there. Oh, that's my favorite. Listen to music and do a sunset cruise. So, you know, it's now there's a, I, I, do, I do more than drink beer on the pontoon. <laughs> but, no, there's a, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of opportunities in that in that realm. And so when we um, did the podcast with Daniel Crosby, he posted something about that a study that Accenture did, and I was kind of gobsmacked by this. They said, you know, they they did this comprehensive study, and the three they asked, you know, what are the top three things that clients are looking for in their advisor? Mm-hmm. Number one, they get me. Number two, they share my values, and then number three, I want to spend time with them outside the office. Exactly. Exactly. And, and all the things we think clients worry about are like seventh or eighth on the list. Totally. Completely. And that's why I've, I've taken to making sure that I know what every client's favorite restaurant is for breakfast or lunch or dinner. And that's, you know, that's a regular part of getting together um, and inviting clients to just go do things socially. That's, that's, and then, it, then it's not work. Right. Then it's fun, right? Right. I mean, how, how fun is it to, to take a few people to a bourbon tasting or what, whatever it may or be? Go out or to dinner. Go out to dinner. Go to a restaurant. It's, so, yeah, it, it's just a shift from that mentality of having to get them in the office and get them in the conference room and make sure the PowerPoint's ready to go and all the numbers are ready and you rattle everything off to them. And I, I, I think that's like 1997, yeah. honestly. <laughs> so. I remember 97. Oh, too. I do. I do, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So based on the journey that you've taken, like, what is your advice? Um, I want to do like two sides, like one young advisors who are, you know, who are thinking about independence. And then I want to do like, like you massively successful. I've built this big, long career in a captive environment. What's your advice for them? Um, well, a couple things. First of all, kind of from a practical standpoint, I I was always under the impression that whatever the big firm I was at was, my resources were the best. I had the best research. I had the best product lineup. I had the best technology platform or financial planning software or whatever it was. And so you have these blinders on and you think that, yeah, I, I can't do any better than this. Well, one now that I'm out and about, my gosh, the resources are unlimited. <laughs> it, 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 the hardest part is narrowing down what you want to use and, 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 and who you want to utilize to help you do this. There's so many resources available on the independent side. Um, the technology that I've been introduced to is, is better than anything I've seen before. So I, 
I think for experienced advisors who've been doing this for a long time, you, you, you maybe just get stuck in that mindset that hey, I, there's no way I could do what I'm doing for my clients elsewhere. I right. need what I have around me to do this. And that is not the case at all. I think a fear that clients or that uh, advisors would have, whether they're experienced or newer, is that their clients aren't going to follow them. Number one fear. Number one fear. Um, that and the transition is so hard. Yeah. Paperwork's a pain in the Yeah, that, there's that. The, the thought that perhaps the clients, they want to have that big firm name on their statement. When in reality, all they care about is your name on the statement, right. who their advisor is. And whether or not the custodian is X, Y, or Z is, is not relevant to the client. And, you know, we made a transition years ago, my partners and I, from one firm to another. All the clients right. followed. You know, I'm, it, people view you as their advisor. They don't view the firm right. as their advisor. So get over that. It's, yeah. it's going to work <laughs> out just fine. And to, to any advisor, I would say, I, so since I've done this, every independent advisor I've met or talked to has said, without exception, I wish I'd have done this earlier. I, I, if I had a nickel for every time I had somebody say, I wish I'd have done this earlier, I'd have a lot of nickels. Um, but no, really, it, it's, it, don't, what are you waiting for? Just do it. What about from a compensation perspective? Like, as you look out, I mean, you're only 10 months in, but as yeah. you look out and you think like, wow, the economic picture. Well, the economic picture is fantastic. And back to my point of a new client making an impact, you know, once the, you know, at the, at the, at the firm level or the brokerage house, they're still taking their 60% off the top. doesn't matter how many clients you have, that's still gone. Even after your fixed costs are covered, you're still, still losing gone. that right off the bat. You know, when you're independent, you've got some fixed costs. Once they're covered, new clients add that much more percentage-wise to the bottom yeah. line. And I feel the impact of that immediately when I bring in a new client. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there's, a, there's an economic aspect of it that is undeniable. Do you have any rituals around, like, celebrating new clients, like celebrating the win? You know, I, I don't right now because there's um, – you know, I'm by myself. High five. Yeah, hey, hey, there you go. Or, you know, I, I used to use a bell I'd ring, but no, I, maybe I should do something like that. I'll come yeah. up with something. Maybe it's a, a glass of bourbon in the evening with my wife. That might be about it. So. With like a special glass. Spe oh, maybe I, that's what I can get you. I'll get the fancy glass out. There you go. <laughs> like the winner's, winner's yeah. circle glass. There you go. There you go. Well, it's just an honor to partner with you. We're so fired up that you're here. Can I share the story about the conference and you dreading it? Or maybe I'll have you tell the story. Yeah, well, yeah, I could. Yeah, you tell I, the I'd story. I'd be happy to. Um, you know, when I, when I received the invitation for this, much appreciated, by the way. I don't want to denigrate <laughs> that. But my first thought was, oh, gosh, that's exhausting. I, I, I've been to a million of these conferences over the years. And you're up at 7 a.m. And meetings start at 7.15. And they go all the way till dinner at 7 and then dinner's out at 9, and then you just stumble back to your room and go to sleep. It didn't matter if the meeting was, was here or in Detroit. It, you don't get to enjoy it outside. Um, so that was my first concern. Then you sent me the agenda. I couldn't believe it. I, holy smoke, this is fantastic. I immediately emailed a copy of it to my mom. I said, Mom, you wouldn't believe this. And I talked to my mom every day, sent it to my wife. And so, yeah, I was really looking forward to it. I mean, it's a, it's a combination of good content, great speakers, um, but also a lot of time to, to socialize yep. and that that's important. It's hugely, that's important. not just laying around on your rear. Right. Beer. It's important. There's a lot of folks here that have a lot of great ideas and a lot of energy and have been doing it for longer than I have. 
So I'm looking forward to talking to them and getting the, their perspective. Well, and there's magic in the kind of spontaneous conversation of yeah. you guys are all independent. You all own your own businesses. Like one thing I was so flattered today, one of our speakers, you know, is like, gosh, I've never been around a more positive, yeah. energized group yep. of advisors. And I was like, oh, it's like. I love you like that. <laughs> that's what gets me out of bed in the yeah. morning. I can always see you float off your seat totally. a little bit on that one. Yeah, but it's true. Like yeah. there is, you know, that's why we created War Room Huddle. Like yep. there is power in that community and that sharing of of ideas and just the the camaraderie that's built in casual and spontaneous conversations. Yeah. Well, it's it's been a fun twenty four hours, and we got we, we got, a lot we more, got to more to go. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Shannon. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Disruption Blueprint podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.rfgadvisory.com or schedule a call on our advisor resources page. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific training strategy. Information here may be provided in part by third-party sources. These sources are generally deemed to be reliable. However, neither our guests nor RFG advisory guarantee the accuracy of third-party sources. The views expressed here are those of our guest. They do not necessarily represent those of RFG advisory, its employees, or its clients. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by RFG Advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of private client services, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, LLC, RFG Advisory or RFG, a registered investment advisor. Private client services and RFG advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG advisory unless a client agreement is in place. RFG advisory is an SEC-registered investment advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of RFG by the Commission nor does it indicate that RFG or any associated investment advisory representative has attained a particular level of skill or ability.